Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy wherever they get their podcasts. Hello everybody, I'm John Hindorf. Welcome to another Real World Road Test here on the Radio Show Limited network of channels. A little bit of a blowy one here at the moment. We're just off Daytona Beach to sample the 2024 BMW X1 X-Drive 28i. Real World Road Test on RadioLeMond.com Right, well first of all, Let's get started on the nomenclature of this car. Uh, 28i does not mean 2.8 litre. Neither does it mean 280 horsepower. Um, I'm not really sure what it does mean, but it's in common with a number of manufacturers at the moment who are coming up with uh, different uh, names and badges for their cars. It is, in fact, a four-cylinder turbocharged engine that produces 242 horsepower and sits, of course, in the front. X-Drive means that it is driving all four wheels at the same time. The X1 designates this car as a medium-sized crossover. She's quite a bit bigger than I was expecting. This one's presented in a rather lovely shade of blue, not dissimilar to the old BMW motorsport blue of years gone by. And I rather like it, actually. It's quite purposeful. Let's get round the front and give you a bit of an idea of the design features here. Uh, It has got the big kidney grill it doesn't dominate as much of some of the cars and that's because there are additional grills with the crossover pattern underneath that this one's a california registered cars it's one of bmw north america's press vehicles Uh, this one also has a really interesting design feature at the front where you can actually see through the front spoiler onto the front wheels the grill itself with uh, five bars either side does dominate the front end of the car but not in the way that some of the more shall we say extreme versions uh, do across the rest of the range seems to me that the bmw roundel on the top of the bonnet has got bigger down through the years but again that's not something that is unique to bmw Uh, The bonnet sits right over the top like a clamshell bonnet. Uh, We've seen that in a number of the uh, BMWs, the more recent BMWs, which means that the headlight is cut into the front wing or the front fender, as we'd say, over here. All in all, it's perfectly pleasant at the front. It's obviously a BMW. And the styling on the front is, I think, rather clever. Uh, Along with a fluted bonnet... Uh, it really brings the front end of the car down and makes it look much more like a standard saloon than a crossover or an SUV. Body-coloured wheel arch extensions down the side, although they're squared off. Door mirrors in body colour, as well as the door handle pulls in body colour. There's a little bit of a gloss black sill extension here, which pulls the waist of the car in. It it does sit up quite high, and 
the multi-spork rims on this car are 20 inch wearing 245-40 tyres from Continental actually they're a two-tone grey colour with a bit of machining on them and this one's uh, clearly seen a bit of action because there's one or two scrapes and scratches there and the grey uh, edging uh, shows the damage because it's black underneath and you see it straight away if we come round to the back of the car the third window is quite long and pitches up again that's to help visually hide the height and the bulk of the car and I think that works really well in conjunction with how the roof begins to slope down into a very handsome over rear window spoiler that is body colour although backed on the bottom with gloss black privacy glass from the B pillar what appears to be quite a small back window and that really affects how the back of this car looks it really does look like someone's taken the car and pinched it down and I think that gives it a, a really interesting and purposeful look at the back highly styled rear lights coming from the back wings with a couple of cutouts almost old-fashioned custom frenching in there before it goes across onto the rear hatch itself under the hatch there's a little bit more gloss black the tailpipes are under there somewhere but they're not made a feature of and there's a little bit of a sort of pretend diffuser there as well this car's got an electric boot opening and if we stick our head in the back it's not massive but it was big enough for three people's luggage on the way up here from Miami and it'll be doing the same three people's luggage although three slightly different people uh, luggage on the way back down again and we'll give you our driving impressions a little later on on the journey but underneath there's a space saver spare tyre but it is at least uh, inflated it's not one of these ones that you've got to blow up which means you actually get a jack and a wheel nut wrench and things like that okay shut the boot one thing I would say is the rear partial shelf is uh, a little bit odd because if you don't get it perfectly seated then it does rattle a bit and you know me and rattles don't like them don't like them at all Right, inside the car. BMW, the ultimate driving machine, wasn't it? Always. And it holds true today with everything absolutely geared towards the driver. And I don't just mean the seats, which, by the way, are awesome. With the um, There's a manual pull-out for underneath your thighs. The side bolsters, whilst not totally adjustable, are in a perfect position, both at the side of my back and at the side of my thighs. A huge amount of adjustments, adjustable steering wheel, etc., etc. But even the curved, the huge curved... Uh, their screen tft screen which takes up more than half of the dashboard in one piece that is curved towards me the center air vent curved towards me and then it disappears away to the passenger side this car on the inside with a, a lot of gray on the upper levels but it's got a linen colored lower uh, insert to the door the seats are linen leather as well and that is also brightened up by some aluminium at uh, three different 
types of aluminium. The Hardman Carden uh, side speakers in the door are almost like checker plates. There's brushed satin aluminium as part of the dashboard and around the uh, air blowers, uh, the air uh, ex, the air intakes, not intakes, what am I calling about? Vents, that's the word I'm looking for. And then under that, there's another machined bit of, of aluminium that's under there as well. Uh, floating centre console uh, with the engine start button, the what is now becoming ubiquitous, um, pull back for drive, push forward for reverse, etc. Uh, you do have a volume switch in there and there's a couple of physical buttons plus the hazard warning flasher, uh, but that's it as far as buttons concerned. The There is a tiny little... Um, storage compartment underneath where you put your hand and uh, your elbow in the centre console and then there's uh, more sport storage space for your mobile etc underneath. Uh, touch charging as well in the centre console. Getting the driving position right was absolutely great and this chunky relatively small diameter steering wheel but my goodness it feels great. It's got the paddles behind the steering wheel in just the right place although they appear to be plastic rather than metal some people might feel that that's maybe feels a bit cheap but it's by no means the most expensive car that you can buy from bmw it does have the uh, m sport logo on the steering wheel so there are some m sport touches here uh, i would suggest the steering wheel the seats and one or two other bits and pieces uh, are are those including the very lovely pedals in a mixture of aluminium and non-slip rubber good left foot rest as well although of course this is a two-pedaled car the left hand uh, shift uh, also has shift paddle also has a boost function on it pull it in and hold it for a couple of seconds and you get 10 seconds of over boost on that uh, relatively new n20 two liter four cylinder turbocharged engine uh, to be honest I, I haven't used it that much everything falls to hand pretty well you can configure the dash uh, almost indefinitely i'd like something that was a little more classic i.e you know a, a round rev counter a round speedometer but honestly it's clear enough this car benefits and i really mean benefits from a head-up display again you can configure that as well i'll talk about this a bit more when we get driving but one of the things that i've found relatively difficult uh, on this car and I've had BMWs before it's just how many times I've got to push to get to various controls uh, here on the dashboard that also means of course that you are constantly looking at that gloss black area and looking at the fingerprints I, I just can't help it I don't know how we manage in the automotive world to get that to stop doing that I, I really don't but somebody's got to do it somebody's got to work it out it's got to be the right way now i just wanted to fire up the sat nav there whilst i was talking to you just so you hear the nice gentle tones of the lady who talks to you uh, good camera system 
And I like how the camera system also interacts with the satellite navigation system. So when you're coming to a turn, and I'm sure you can turn this off if you want to, but when you're coming to a, a turn instruction, you still have half your nav screen as the map, but you get the front view of the car coming from a camera that's at the top of the windscreen and projected onto that are chevrons or arrows to make sure that you take the right lane or you make the turn. So enhanced reality, if you will. I actually really rather like that. I wasn't sure that it would be necessary, but in practice it works really well, particularly when you're coming out of a city that you don't know and you're not sure whether it's... Is it, is it this one? Is it this one? Is it, or is it the next one? Oh, no, look, I can see the little arrow there showing me and it's getting closer and it's actually at the junction. So that works really well. Well, so far, so good, pretty much. But of course, as I said before, BMW, all about the driving. This four-cylinder engine replaces a six-cylinder engine. And whilst it's only a few horsepower down, it's also considerably lighter than the previous engine, the engine that it quote-unquote replaces. So let's find out what this BMW X128i X-Drive is like on the road in this real-world road test. Real-world road tests on RadioLeMond.com. Right then, we're on the road, all those in stationary traffic in the BMW X1 X-Drive 28i for 2024. Comfy, yep, definitely, very nice car indeed. We've done a variety of mileage, including some highway stuff, backwards and forwards to the track at Daytona, and some urban driving in and out of the airport, which is what we're doing at the moment. Our... Average MPG over 631.3 miles as it stands at the moment with uh, around about a mile and a half, two miles to go before we drop this car off. Well, it's just over 37 miles to the American gallon. So that's over 45 miles to the UK gallon. Now this, remember, from a 242 horsepower turbocharged inline four-cylinder engine now let's talk quickly about the engine there was some controversy when the what's termed the n20 bmw engine replaced the six cylinders uh, in cars like this and at power levels like this and there's no doubt that there's not quite the characterful straight six roar that you get uh, from the extra two cylinders but I'm not sure, particularly in this application, whether that really makes any difference whatsoever. Because, ultimately, this is a car about carrying people and their luggage and getting them from A to B, nipping around the corner to the shops. And whether those extra two cylinders make a difference to the driving enjoyment, I would argue probably no, they don't. And most people driving this car will take the newer design of the engine, the more efficient parts uh, of the engine and the extra mileage that you get from it. There's still plenty of torque, there's still plenty of power. When you put your foot down, uh, it will still pick itself up and start to pull away. The engine note is sporty without being harsh when you lean on it. And you've got the boost as well, 10 seconds of 
effectively over boost if you pull back the left hand shift paddle and hold it for a couple of seconds the screen in front of you gives you the, the countdown of how much boot boost you've got left but I suspect that this is not how this car would be used in everyday life by the people who are, like, are likely to buy it remember this is aimed at people perhaps who've had BMW sports cars in the past and are starting a family or people who haven't been at BMW drivers and owners in the past and are coming into the brand and all of the prestige and sports brands have done it down through the years they've extended they've diversified their ranges and BMW along with what they've done with Mini as well of course are some of the best at doing that so you've got to give them credit for being able to get their sales up by offering a different array of products to what they used to do and a wider array of products than just a couple of big saloons and some sports cars. SUVs plays a big part of that and this entry level, sounds wrong saying that really when you're in a BMW, but you know what I mean, this starter BMW really fulfills its brief very well indeed. So, let's sum up then what you get for your money as far as the whole package is concerned. You get a very competent and comfortable car that will carry four adults in comfort, five at a pinch, although... Sitting on the centre part of the rear seat is a little uncomfortable. Nick Damon drew that short straw. There's a couple of seatbelt mounting points, um, which he was still wincing about when I was talking with him earlier on. There are two anchor points for child seats, the Isofix one either side. And there's enough luggage space in the back for three people's carry-on, possibly even four people's carry-on. It might be a bit tight for a family of four Two adults, two children going away for a fortnight's holiday, two weeks holiday. That might be asking a little bit too much, but a, a roof box, I'm sure, would sort all that out. What surprised me more than anything is just how competent this car has been in many different scenarios. And the way it has driven quite easily on motorways and highways and eating up those miles with a plum very quiet on the road no windows round the mirrors and the seats making a very comfortable ride if i've got any complaints it's certainly not with the driving uh, or indeed the level of equipment or the finish it's excellent premium all the way it's not even a BMW specific or an X1 specific complaint. This car follows the recent trend to get rid of physical buttons and put everything on the screen. I'm sorry, for me, it just doesn't work. There are a couple of buttons on the central console which do work and do a couple of things i've even got a, a volume control there as well but for most everything else mostly everything else has to be done by going into the menu 
or onto the touchscreen. Everything. If I want to turn up the fan, then I have to go into that. If I want to put the heated seat on, I turn it down. I have to go into that. Now, it's kind of okay because, you know, you, all you're doing is pressing a touchscreen. But the problem I have with that is, every time you do that, you lose your sat-nav or you lose your radio. It's slightly mitigated on this car because there's a, a head-up display and that does give me some of the information that I want to see that I lose the moment that I'm trying to change something. And in fairness, also, you can configure the screen in front of the driver to do that as well. I do like the augmented reality uh, that comes up when I'm wanting to turn at the moment. I'm being told to turn right, so I've got chevrons and an arrow on the screen. But if I want to change the climate menu because I want to boost the power of the the fan then I'm going to lose all that and I'm going to have to take my eyes off the screen to do something pretty simple and I'm I'm not sure and again this is not a pop at BMW they aren't the only people doing this by any stretch of the imagination I'm not sure what the question was to which this is now the answer but I, I can't believe it's better than when I just used to be able to reach down and know that two across is to turn the fan up or three across is to do something else or whatever or, or turn a knob. And the worst thing about this is BMW's iDrive systems was one of the most intuitive that I've ever encountered from any manufacturer. I haven't driven that many BMWs. I only had one as a company car for a, a little while and I've never owned one. But that iDrive system was great. I still haven't found how to access the last destinations on the sat-nav. And Peter Mackay owns a BMW, and he hasn't been able to find that. There's just too much going on and too much to get through. It's a bit like Inception. You're going down through layers and trying to find things. I started to try and count the, the button presses. And I thought, I'm not going to do that. Because I was losing my concentration too much, to be honest. So, that, please, BMW and other manufacturers, this is not BMW or X1 specific, please give us some buttons back. Right, let's put that aside and go back to the final thoughts on this car. My first BMW, it could be, and it could be a perfect introduction for you into the Munich brand. And if that's the case, it's done its job, hasn't it? It's got all the quality, all the dynamic uh, ability, well, not maybe of an M3, but you feel like you're driving a BMW. Everything that you touch feels absolutely premium and pristine. And you've got the extra confidence that the X-Drive all-wheel drive system gives you which, all in all, adds up to a pretty decent package. Add in that excellent economy and the built-in BMW reliability, then I think you're onto a winner with this, and BMW have turned out a really nice package. It might be their smallest crossover, but it's by no means small. It's got everything you need, and it's a BMW. The X1, X-Drive, 
28i from BMW for 2024. The range starts at just on the £5,000. Another real-world road test. Check out more at RadioLeMond.com. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.